0: Show. from Southern California this is the Ryan Reese show post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram Twitter or Facebook are you ready all right this Saturday night I have uh we have our co-host Mr. Sean McKeon in studio good to see you sir how are you doing man I'm doing good how I, you been I don't look like I got a 10 yet do I I you, try. You you're red. You got a nice little tan. Nice, yeah. Red I got, I got tone ran. to you. You know, white boys. You know, they, they tan <laughs> real nice and red. Different shades of red up in here. Um, we have we have uh, one of our uh, we have a good guest here tonight in the studio um, that I met um, probably about a year ago or maybe less. Um, speaking up at David Trujillo's Church, um, Calvary Chapel, South LA. You know him. Um, from the radio, he's a pastor here in, in Los Angeles. And I went outside and we were doing, uh, had my, uh, some books and there was bar tacos and all, oh, man, it was just epic as it always is hanging out up in LA. And, uh, this dude comes up to me and he's like, Hey, what's up, man? I'm, I'm, I'm Jesse. And, and I run this, uh, this Instagram page called uh, Lexit. And I'm like, yeah, man, I follow you. I know you. I know of you. And uh, we just we connected, but we didn't really actually get to connect for for a while ago. But then he got to come and kick it, hang out with my dad, Raw Reese, at the church, shit with Sean McKeon, and uh, just tell all his testimony. And Sean called me up after, and he was like, "Hey, dude, his story's legit, man." And I'm like, "Hey, let's get him on the show. Let's do this." So here we are. We're doing this now. You're in studio. What's up, man? Thank you for being on the radio with us. Thank you
1: for having me on. It's an honor because, you know, I'm a Calvary boy. So I've been fans and following you guys, even your dad, for forever. So it's a blessing to be on.
0: That's awesome, man. And, you know, with, with Calvary, now you're just kind of speaking about Calvary. I, I was speaking with my mom and dad last night um, when I got back from L.A. And I was just talking about how it's so awesome, like, to be in line or to be with the Calvary movement because I just love the the, the theology and the distinctives of just how it is. It's just Bible teaching church, but also they believe in the gifts of the spirit and the power. And that's what we need in this day as we look at culture. And you're going to, I'm going to let you let it rip, uh, you know, this, this whole hour, but cause I know you got a lot of information, but, um, that's how we navigate through culture. And I know yeah. that's your main thing is pointing people Um, exposing the darkness through social media and pointing people in in the right direction. And I just want to plug that. You know, I know you were on the news last night. Um, You've been surfacing in the mainstream news on a lot of different news channels. Uh, You've done some stuff with Charlie Kirk. You've done um, a lot. You've, You've had an influence. You're having influence. God is using you in this space, in this time. But before we get into what you're doing, I want to hear more or less of just how you even got to this place. Because you have a, a colorful past, from what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, well, yeah, I grew up right here near here. A lot of uh, I'm from uh, La Puente, California. Yep. I grew up. I was an ex gang member from La Puente. I was from Puente 13, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, and uh, my story starts because uh, I always grew up. Looking up to the gang lifestyle. Like, mm-hmm. I always grew up wanting to be a gang member because, like, how other kids would maybe want to grow up and be a movie star, or athlete, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I always grew up looking up to gangs and all that, is because pretty much every single male in my family was a gang member. Oh, like, got my, it. my father, my uncles, my brother, my cousin. Like, so I always grew up looking up to that lifestyle. So I ended up getting into a gang very young, at a very young age. And then my family had a good reputation around La Puente in that area. They were notorious, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, so they uh, had a lot of good respect and all that. So I tried to earn my own name and the place when I got in, I was real young, I was a little kid and how old uh, like fourteen fifteen I was little like that yeah. and then but like Puente, anybody who knows the area is a big, notorious gang, and there's a lot of knuckleheads and at the time, so I was a little old kid, and we had so many. Good homeboys. I was trying to. I was a little kid. I was like, I was trying to earn my own name. So I started doing shootings and just doing a lot of things like that. And I ended up getting
0: incarcerated. I wait, got. I want to come really interesting, uh, interested on this stuff. So to get clout or to get respect within the gang, is you got to go. Basically, cr- do crimes, yeah, do shootings mostly. Shootings, so shootings yeah. will elevate your your ranking, I guess, in, yeah. in, in, in the game. It's like a stripe, it's like a, a stripe, right? You know what I mean, yeah, Air okay. And then what about like robbery or anything like that? Just, um, nah, so that it's just more
1: shooting, mostly. Like putting, well, basically
0: that, or putting in work on our, our enemies, basically, or the stab right. them, or just right. doing whatever, do right? You know right. Bang just proving. Okay, yeah. And I, this is all like kind of new area for me, and I'm yeah. sure a lot of listeners are curious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, so, so you're getting stripes by by going out and shooting. So so I,
1: I ended up i, I did four, so I ended up getting arrested. I got arrested for four shootings at sixteen. They arrested me for four shootings, and they sent me up to youth authority and then everybody who knows about the youth authority, especially in those days, it was straight gladiator school. It was like a nightmare in there so and it 's kind of good that they shut in a lot of them down because it made me way worse like I went in pretty much normal little kid by the time I got out of there. I was institutionalized. Mm-hmm. I was crazy. It made me nuts. And stuff. Yeah, when I got out, I was total gangbanging machine, like a maniac when I got out of there, that place. Because I was in for several years, and by the time I got out, so being like that, got out all institutionalized, all crazy. And people on the streets would know, oh, he's a YA boy. Like, they know when you get out of youth authority. Why, just that look in your face? Well, they know it's a crazy, notorious gladiator school place sur- yeah. yeah so if you get out of there everybody knows because people that you see get out of there are all crazy all yeah. nuts whatever. Right. so being like that i ended up being like the main guy from my from my neighborhood i was like uh calling like shots or whatever for my neighborhood mm-hmm. um so i had like the power i could yeah. tell my homeboys you 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 go do this shooting going doing whatever i had respect everything like that and um, my story started um okay so i was like that i was a knucklehead. And I started working with some older Christian man and he was an ex-gang member and he was a friend of your father too. Uh, his name was uh, his name was Rudy Bernard, but he was an ex gang member from Baldwin Park, mm-hmm. from East Side Baldwin Park, East Side Bowling. Mm-hmm. So I'm working. It was a painter, and he was a good good Christian dude, and he gave me a chance. He gave me a job and trying to learn me a trade and all that. And he knew I was a knucklehead and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff too. But he was still trying to help me. But anyways, we we're working, and uh, as we we're working, he's sharing the gospel with me. And my whole life, I was a Catholic, but I was a ca- uh, straight gangster or whatever right. like that but he started sharing the gospel with me and um i never heard it the
0: way he was saying it the way he was telling me he's talking about jesus and all that but what, so what'd you hear like for like because there's a lot of people that grew up in this catholic world of, yeah. of religion so what'd you hear from the catholic church how'd you, how'd you how would you look at Catholicism versus, like, what he was telling you? What was the difference?
1: Well, mostly it's just, like, rituals and things okay. like that. They just say say the prayer, like Hail Mary and just, right. you know what I mean? That yeah. mostly tradition and rituals right. and things like that. And he was telling me the actual relationship and Jesus mm-hmm. will forgive you. And, and, this, and I was like, what? It's that easy? All I have to do is ask Jesus for forgiveness? <laughs> That's like, sick. I'm going to Catholic church my whole life. I never heard of that. Yeah, was yeah. All I have to do is ask Jesus for forgiveness? He's like, yeah. And then I was, like, wow. listening to him. And I was like, you know what? That sounds cool. Maybe one day if I ever, uh settle down. If I ever get married or something like that, maybe I'll go to church. Yeah. And that night I was going to do a shooting. Me and my homeboys, we already had the stolen car, the guns and all that. They were waiting for me to get off of work and we we're going to do another shooting. Right. So I didn't tell my boss that as soon as I get off of work, I'm about to go do another shooting. But I was like, you know what? I don't want to be no hypocrite. I don't want to be no half stepper. I'm not ready. Maybe one day I'll go to church or something like that. Maybe if I get married or something, yeah. and I <laughs> yeah, said, maybe. I I said maybe, maybe I said, but you know what? I don't even think I could be forgiven. I did too many things and then he started and he said no you never heard the story about like King David in the Bible and I was like no and he was he was telling me he's a great man of God and he was sleeping with the soldier's wife he had a soldier killed like he's telling me about King David so I'm listening to him and I'm like all right all right just listen that's why anybody that's listening to this don't ever get discouraged when you're sharing the gospel with somebody Mm -hmm. because at the time He probably would have thought this little knucklehead gang member, he ain't hearing what I said. But I heard what he was saying. That's why I don't ever get discouraged thinking that you're not reaching – through because I heard what he was saying and so I went into a room and I was by myself in there and I was painting because I was a painter and I thought about everything that he was saying and at that time I achieved the greatest that you could have hoped for in that lifestyle so you would have thought I would have been happy because I was like the main dude I was like a ghetto superstar mm-hmm. around the hood mm-hmm. all that I had a bunch of women I had power everything I had respect like everything that any gang member would wanted to achieve mm-hmm. I achieved and I still wasn't happy so I was in the room, and I didn't know how to pray, or I didn't know nothing like that. But I just said, "God, help me to change." And sure enough, as soon as I got off of work, I went. I did the shooting. Boom, 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 no. We got in a high-speed chase. We crashed, and it was a trip because I'm running out. Me and my homeboy are running side by side, and the other two are running that way. He tells me, "You're gone, ribs." Cause I still had my gun on me, and I the cops me, are chasing you. Yeah, and the cops chasing me and him. I run side by side, and when he tells me that, he runs a different direction. And wouldn't you know it, the cops chasing me. So I get my gun and I throw it. And there's like a, like a little hill, and as I'm in the air, I throw my gun. Boom, and I took like a little tumble, and then um, and I was on the floor. But, and I should have just been able to get up and run because I was young in shape, whatever, at the time. I should have just got up and ran like nothing. But when I fell, I couldn't get up, and my legs didn't work, like exactly how they are right now. I'm on the floor, and I'm like, I'm trying to get up. And, like, something was, like, holding me down or something weird had happened, right? So the cop comes, handcuffs me, and the cop's like, get up. And I'm like, I can't. And he's like, what do you mean you can't get up? i go like, I don't understand what's wrong with me, officer. My legs don't work. And as soon as the cop picked me up, my legs were normal. And I didn't what? really, and I didn't trip too much at what had happened because I'm thinking, they just caught me in the act. He got my gun. I'm thinking I'm gonna get life. You know what right. I mean? I wasn't thinking about, hey, that was weird. What right. the hell yeah, just yeah. happened to me? No, I was just thinking, damn, I'm through. I'm that yeah. safe for me. Yeah. you know what I mean? So then, um, remind me of that story at the end because there's a board yeah. to that. Okay. but because uh, I didn't tell that you the last time yeah, I shared yeah, it, yeah. You, I, no, I missed that I'm just part. I'm listening, man. Yeah, so. So I'm in the county and I got seven felonies and I had just did years for shooting and all that. So I'm in the county. I got seven felonies. And again, I thought about what that man was telling me. So I started praying again. And I, I don't remember the words I said because I didn't know how to pray. I yeah. don't know nothing like that. But it's true that God knows your heart. And he knew my heart because I prayed and I got saved that night. I mean, I was just asking God, give me one more chance to get out. And I promise I'll never touch a gun again because that was my thing. I loved guns and I love to do shootings. So I told God, I'll promise I'll never touch a gun again. And just give me one more chance to get out. And all that. But I don't remember the words, like I said, but like I said, it's true. God knew my heart and I got saved. And it was a trip because I went. So I prayed and all that. I got saved and I went to sleep. And when I went to sleep, I had a dream that night. And something came in my dream. It was some kind of like a demon, some kind of entity. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see his face, but it was just evil. It was yeah. something in my dream. You in know, my dream, I was scared. But then I said, you know what? I, started say, I said, Jesus forgave me. And I started saying Jesus to it. And when I said Jesus, it left. Mm-hmm. And when I woke up... I was a complete different person, but i didn't understand what was going on. like. Something dramatically had changed on the inside. I had changed because I remember like this time it would be like broad one o'clock in the afternoon. I used to get evil thoughts in my head. I used to be thinking I could run up on my enemies like this, and I could blast on them like this. I would always only get thoughts like that and used to work I was going to
0: ask you actually as you're you're saying this stuff I've had a couple questions like first of all the first thing is that when that was encouraging when you said that don't be discouraged when you share with people because here you are a hardcore gang banger and you may be Mm -hmm. witnessing to someone and you're like, this guy's not even listening, Mm -hmm. but they are listening. So continue to step out. But then the next question I had was more or less of the influence. Like, did you feel like the presence or was it just like more like how did Satan, because he's clearly your, Totally open to him. How was he influencing you? He was giving you like – it was like – was he giving you visuals like thought process of like how to commit crime? Like that's right, – Wow. I never thought about it until yeah. you just said that. Right? Yeah. But maybe he was
1: because mm-hmm. I would get those exact thoughts like you could catch your enemies, run up and do this to him. And I would always get thoughts like that. And it used to worry me. I used to be mm-hmm. like, man, what's wrong with me? All, come all I ever think about is hurting people and yep. is doing mm-hmm. bad things or making my homeboys do bad things and all that like what's wrong with me but all those evil thoughts and all that that night when i got saved they were all gone like i said something dramatically changed and i remember when i used to be in juvenile hall and when i used to be in in the youth authority i used to try to read my bible but it used to be boring to me yeah i didn't understand it. it used to be like nothing but after that day when i got saved and all that i started reading my bible and the bible came alive to me and not only to come alive to me, I was hungry for it mm-hmm. so i 'm reading my bible i 'm learning like that about God, and then what uh, seemed the mistake I made was I try to walk on both sides of the fence mm-hmm. I was trying to kick it with all the fellas, all the south side of Surannos, whatever in prison but but then reading my Bible and going to Bible studies too. So I was trying to – because I didn't want people to think that I picked up the Bible in jail because right. I had a lot of respect. Right, right, right. Even in jail, I had respect. Mm-hmm. I was a writer for our team. I was mm-hmm. a soldier. So I didn't want people – so I was trying to do both. And I was learning, and it was growing, learning about God, doing good. But that was the mistake I made because then – so I got blessed. I only got a few years. So they sent me, I got a few years, sent me up to the pen, and they sent me to a level three yard. And anybody that knows about prison, they know, in California knows that level threes and level fours, that's the big times. You know what I mean? That's where the murderers and you're doing that's a big time so they sent me to a level three yard and my the devil was just on me because the first day there i get to the yard they're like hey we need you to do things we need you to rush these foods this and that so i started rushing foods going to the hole just getting caught up right there on the yard and started falling away like that and then um so the day i got out um all my homeboys were at my house they had me a party so i'm at uh, so i was all my homeboys and my family they had me a party and i'm right there and uh my little one of my little youngster homies was like, Hey, we're so glad that you're out. The hood ain't been the same since you've been gone. We want you to run the hood again. And this and that. He starts telling me, and I tell him, Nah, you know what? That's it for me. How old are you at this time? Uh, 26. 26. 26. No, I think so. Around there, yeah. Yeah, I 26. And I had all wasted all my best years of my life since I was 16 in right, jail, jail, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I was like, no, that's it for me. You know what I mean? I'm done. And then they were like, what? You're just saying that because you're fresh out. You'll be back around. And then I was like, no, that's it for me. I want to go to church. And when I said that, they got mad. (laughs) So I started arguing with all of them. So I'm arguing with all my homeboys. I'm arguing with them, Wah wah wah. arguing, and then even my family. So I'm arguing with my homeboys and my family. And then my own mother, my mother tells me, I'll disown you if you turn Christian. Because no my, way. Because my family hated Christians. So mm-hmm. my mother tells me she would disown me if I turned Christian, my own mother. Wow. So, like, I had all of that. I was fresh out. You know what I mean? One Cindy's to another. I wanted women. You know what I, mean? yeah, was, yeah, I was absolutely. just fresh out after guess, years.
2: You have so much stuff. Like, I, this is amazing
1: because I know where it's
2: going right now. So I just, like, kind of, like, want to reset a little bit. Yeah. Like, for everyone that's tuning in right now. Uh, obviously, this is Jesse from from Lexit, and this story, as Ryan said, like I met with him a little while ago. It's crazy, and like just listening to him talk, it's like imagine getting caught up because for me and Ryan, we got caught up in the party life, drugs, alcohol, party. And him, like in the gangs and that scene and everything, same age, but roughly fourteen mm-hmm. years old, you get caught up, through high school, going in and out of prison, and but in the midst of it, you have these moments and glimpses of like yeah. dude i got to change myself, like you know what, getting too gnarly, I think all of us have gone through that stuff, but it 's a battle right there 's a battle of spiritual warfare. you talk about like that demonic influence, I know my, me and Ryan both had that stuff you 're getting like oppressed mm-hmm. in bed like Because there's this battle for your soul. That's what people don't realize. When we look in the world today, there's a battle, right? The enemy wants us to continue being driven by what he desires us to do. But God's grace, he's pursuing us. And now you get out of prison again. You know, you're in your mid-20s now. Like you said, 10, 12 years have gone by now. And now your homies, even your family, even if you're saying you want to follow the Lord right now, they're kind of like, "Nah, I'm not really feeling it. And so it sets up you're getting a tug of war. You know what's what you should be doing, but that battle's still there. So yep. keep going God's
0: chasing you.
1: Yeah, so then um, so I had all of that, I was fresh out and you know, so I started falling away again and then my story started was because I ended up getting into it, some guy, right? So I was just gonna I just went to this guy's house and I was just gonna kick down the guy's front door and go all up inside the guy's house and get him that's just a little glimpse of the type of person that I used to be to just go to somebody's house, kick down their front door, and go in their house and get them. So as I'm kicking down the guy's front door, he shot me, boom. He shot me out of his side window. So he shot me boom and then I found the floor and he was trying to shoot me some more boom 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 and I'm pulling myself with my arms and he's he's ripping on me boom 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 and um, so they picked me up and they took me to the car after whatever and then I had no blood, and I had not feel it or nothing, right? And then, uh, so they're like, what's wrong with you? And I told them, I don't know. I think I'm shot. I can't feel my legs. And they lifted up my shirt, and they told me, yeah, you're shot. And the reason I had no blood or nothing is because the bullet went through my lung, and it went into my spine so all my blood was going into my lung and i was choking on my own blood oh no yeah so as soon as they told me that and it was a trip because remember i like i said earlier i had promised god if he let me get out one more time i would never touch a gun again so a few days before that my little cousin came he gave me a gun and i touched the gun a few days later, I got shot. That's why I don't, don't ever make a promise to God oh, yeah. and I keep it because I made the promise to God and then I touched the gun. A few days later, boom, I got um, shot and all that. So, um, they, so they so they had me right. So I'm right there. They told me, "Yeah, you're shot." And I was like, "Dang!" As soon as they told me that, I got scared. So I tell myself man, hang on for the ambulance. Hang on for the ambulance. So the ambulance comes. The cops and the ambulance, they're all on me. They put an IV in me and they're all talking. And they're like, he's not going to make it. His only chance is to call for the chopper. So they tell me, we're calling the chopper. We're going to airlift you and all that. Hang on and all that. So now I tell myself, hang on for the chopper. Hang on for the chopper. Finally, the helicopter comes. They put me in it and we're airlifting and we're flying. And uh, when I'm in the helicopter, I could feel it like you could feel it when you're dying. like really? I, could, I could feel it. Like I'm righteously dying, and I'm right there. I'm choking out my own blood, and I'm dying. Like I feel like I'm dying, and, and I you're got scared. Like yeah, go like go out, like scared, like just a weird feeling, and I got scared. Like the only thing on my mind was I'm going to go to hell right now because I was thinking about mm-hmm. when I was in jail reading the Bible and learning everything I was learning about God. And I knew I was just kicking down that guy's door and I was going to get him and all that. So I was scared. The only thing on my mind, I wasn't thinking about my gang, nothing else. I was only thinking about I'm going to hell right now. So I started calling out to Jesus, but I wasn't praying like, Lord, help me to live because I thought I was going to die at any second. It was only pure repentance. It was only pure, I don't want to go to hell. So I was just calling out to Jesus. Jesus, forgive me. So I started calling out to Jesus. And it was a trip because I was all scared and dying and all like that. But once I started calling out to Jesus, it's like hard to describe. I felt like a wonderful peace came Hmm. over me. I can't even describe it to you in words. I was just so at comforted, so at peace. I was just emotionally, physically, I was okay. I was like, like something. And it has never happened ever since that day. But it 's something like dramatic, like, and I was okay, and then, from day one, I always felt that God would save me for a reason, so I was never yeah. bitter or. Oh, I can't. Took my legs, or oh, I was mm-hmm. never. I was always grateful because I knew I was supposed to die. Like how you guys were saying, yeah. when you're living that lifestyle, you know what's coming. Especially when you're. I was doing a lot of, of course, shootings of and things course. like that. You feel that something you bad gonna is kind of going to come. So I always knew I was either going to end up dead or in jail. So I always knew that that was coming. So I always was grateful, and I felt. From day one, I felt God was going to use me. God left me for a reason, and he was going to use me. So then even in the hospital right there, the doctors were, like, amazed. They were, like we never seen a, a young guy like you before. Usually when we tell them they're never going to walk again and all that, usually we have to give them antidepressant medicines, but the Lord gave me peace for Dang. my situation. So they were like, can you go around the hospital and try to cheer up the other patients? So they had me like on the wing right there with all the paralyzed people. So I was I was all shot at myself, but I was going around the hospital even then trying to share, cheer, cheer up all the other patients. And then, um, after that, as soon as I got out of the hospital, I ended up starting going into juvenile halls. And I was doing Bible studies with all so, the so kids. So wow. when
0: you got out of the hospital, so did you get plugged into a church? I, to, I
1: I was going to a several different churches, trying out a bunch of different yeah. ones, and then I went to a Calvary in the High Desert, uh-huh. and I loved it, Calvary and that's in the High low. Desert. Yeah. Wait,
2: and, is that like? Um, is it Davenport? Davenport? Dennis Davenport. Oh yeah, Dennis Davenport. Yeah, so you know your dad
1: well. And uh-huh. then your dad had a crusade yeah. up there. Somebody loved oh, I remember to, that in Victorville. It was a little bit
2: before my time. Oh, but uh, Victorville. Yeah, yeah.
1: And okay. I was went to that. So then I loved. So I loved Calvary. Like I said, I tried like all. Six different churches, mm-hmm. but then I just fell in love with Calvary, and then mm-hmm. like I said, your dad went up to Victorville, you know, so I went to that. So, and,
0: so when you're going at when you're going to church, what did uh, how did you know? Like, what did God start tugging on you? Was He just kind of tugging on you to go, "Hey, this is where you're at. You need to go and start going to the juvenile detention centers. You need to go." Or how, how did that even? Like I said, I felt it from immediately from day one. I felt. God
1: left me for a reason. He was going to use me. But I felt that he was going to use me for ex-gang members or ex prisoners Right, right, which kind of makes sense. Yeah, so I started reaching out to a lot of my ex-gang member homeboys, sharing the gospel with a lot of them. God was using me like that. And then even when I started going into the juvenile hall, like the little kids in there loved me because I used to tell them, I used to be like you little guys. I was Mm -hmm. in the youth authority, Mm -hmm. YA, you know what I mean? I was in Mm -hmm. prison. I was the main dude and just wah, wah, wah. So God was using me like that. And then my whole family... Got saved.
0: Oh yeah, they're oh, all serving that God. Because that mean they hate Christians.
1: Yeah, they hate Christians. So how now that happen? Just sharing with them and sharing the gospel with them. And two of you, my dad, he was like, "I'm gonna read the Bible" because I was always sharing the gospel yeah, ministry yeah. to And they know me my whole life as a straight knucklehead and right. all that. So then they see me the transformation. Sharing. Yeah. yeah. So then my dad, so he used to argue with me. So he said, like, "You know what? I'm gonna read the Bible just to prove you wrong." And he read it, and he had to, he got saved. And then my mom. Because uh, she was not, like I said, she hated Christians, yeah. all of that. But one of my cousins at his church had like a faith healer guy mm-hmm. coming to his church. So just out of love for her son, she was like, hey, I want to take you to see if they oh, can oh, heal yeah, you yeah. or what. And I was already saving, she wasn't. But I was like, oh, okay, I'll go or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I went. And they were doing like a faith healing to try to heal me or whatever. But they did an altar call. So my mom got saved. And she got saved. She got <laughs> saved. They, so, but, but, now, but then now my whole family is saved. And they all serve, serving God and all that. So that was a That's blessing. A miracle,
0: man. Yeah. it's a then, miracle. Um, you got all these hardcore gangsters getting saved, man. Yeah, even my whole yeah.
1: hood, and then everybody knows my. Like, it's more impactful if you're from my area. Yeah, you know my family and all. Yeah, all yeah. Straight and ugly, like my brother. All of them,
0: and you see all of us all serving God now. It's like mm-hmm. impactful. That that right there is oh, yeah. always that's that. Somewhere. That's always the uh, the proof is when you see someone's life. You know, like our like a lot of our friends, they they see our lives of of how we were pirates. You know, we couldn't consume enough drugs, we couldn't sleep with enough girls, we couldn't watch enough porn, we couldn't. Just a body appetite, you know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, this transformation process, and you're still who you are. You still got the personality. You know what I mean? You don't lose your. Per- People think, oh, when you become a Christian, That's you true. you become like some cheesy, you know, corny. Yeah, yeah, no, you yeah. still got your personality. Exactly. You're just not. Doing the things that are destroying you, exactly. yep. you know the stuff that is bringing the anxiety in your life, the stuff that's bringing the depression, the the, the drugs, the alcohol, the sleeping around, shooting people, you know, all the stuff is actually not good for you. Yep. Um, but then you see the transformation process, and that right there is the testimony. And people watch, as you know, they they see Okay, so they're like, okay, Jesse, he was a gang banger, he got shot, he's, he's he's you know he's he's paralyzed from from the waist down. Of course he found God. Like, well, we'll see how long this lasts. But then they watch. And they see over the year after year of just being consistent, not perfect, but just consistent, going after God, going after God. And that speaks volumes. That backs up the consistency of just yeah. walking with God. That backs up everything that you've been sharing from the very beginning because sometimes it's hard for family members. I mean, I don't know. With your fam- you said your dad was like, no, man. I'm, I'm- He's arguing with you. So first, they're not believing the hype because they go, "Oh, he just had this crazy encounter." But let's just sit and watch, and people watch and watch and watch. But then after the years, then you've seen your whole like neighborhood, your family, your friends, and that's now leaked into the YA and the the um you know the juvenile detention centers and, and even now every everything that you're doing. So it's people need to know people you can't listeners you cannot stop. You got to keep pressing yeah. on. Don't get discouraged. Even if your family and your friends aren't listening to you now, just keep oh, living yeah. it out, and they will listen. They're watching, basically, right? They're watching. They're watching. Yeah, you. And and you know, and the Bible talks about you know that uh, you know it's about our actions. You know, mm-hmm. it's about our actions. Like a fruit, fruit, a tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. Now they're seeing this rotten tree, you know, because all this rotten stuff that's coming out of your life. All of a sudden, you get this transformation process, and now you're seeing fruit you know, from your life. And we, we, as Christians, we talk about this fruit is just like our actions, Mm -hmm. these good actions. And they're, they're basically fruit of repentance, basically. So you repent of your sins and then your life changes. And that's through only through the work of the Holy spirit and being plugged in to a good Bible church. That's teaching the Bible verse by verse from Genesis, to revelation. So you get the full counsel of God. And that's how, and we're going to get into this next half of what you're doing nowadays but as the transformation process happens and you read the Bible, that is basically how you get clear direction for life and how to navigate through culture. And we know – I was talking with my dad this morning about the signs of the times. You know, There will be pestilence. There will be rumors of wars, wars, famines. And we've seen all this stuff. And we're going to get into this in the next half of what's going on in culture now and how we can navigate through this. But before uh, we do that, we're going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to plug people to your, to your uh, Instagram. Uh, Lexit, it's on Instagram showing current events, a lot of uh, pretty insane content. I I personally follow it. Um, Stay up to speed of what's going on. Um, Go to the Whosoever's Instagram. Follow us. Go to the Instagram of, uh, I'm sorry, the Whosoever's YouTube so you can get all the past radio shows. We've been doing this for like seven years now. Seven years radio shows. Back to back. Get on YouTube, watch them live so you can see what's going on in studio. If not, just go to the podcast formats, you know, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio. They're all there. Plug in, listen, watch, and uh, just get built up in the faith. And book us. We want to come to your your city and do the Great Commission. And uh, check out the Kill book that I wrote about six months ago. It's a discipleship book, so you can grow in your faith, and live the life that you were created for. We love you. We'll be back in two minutes. Peace. More of The Ryan Reese Show. Coming up, post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. We're going to Montana to Great Falls. Are you sure? Yeah. We're going to pick up Sonny. He's the co-founder of the Whosoever's Movement, so this is going to be sick because I haven't been on a Whosoever's Tour of them forever. We can't get into schools, let's, let's just go to what we know, skate parks and whoever will have us. This is a tour in the middle of a pandemic, so <laughs> these are the uh, obstacles that you're going to run into. This is our only last day to get the word out for kids. Because tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. if they don't know it's tomorrow, then they ain't going to be able to make Absolutely. it. We're going to get the flyers out to them today, and that goes down tomorrow.
2: The whole community of Mont- Great Falls, Montana is going to come out. Everywhere we go, people have heard about it. It's been all over the news, and they all said we're rolling out.
0: But the way y'all talk to us today, it seems like y'all really understand what we go through, you know. Now back, back, back to the Ryan Reese Show. Yo, we are back with um, Jesse from the Lexit Movement. Um, I plugged his social media before the break. Oh, get there. Uh, Lexit Movement. It's on social. They'll keep you up to speed what's going on in the world. He's out here from Los Angeles. He's grown up here in, in La Puente, which isn't uh, too far from here gnarly story of gang banging which is a very relevant thing worldwide mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where you go yep. um but he's from from la and um he was just hardcore and his family was hardcore gang bangers and that's what his you know a lot of us want to grow up in uh you know be famous in different areas you can be attorney or a rock star or movie star or whatever you know whatever however you want to have your platform and and, and become um, famous in these areas, he uh, chose the streets, and he did, and ended up in his last shooting, uh, getting hit in the back or in the lung and hitting the spine, and he became um, um, paralyzed from the the waist down. But he encountered God, and he was running from God during this whole process. And God will never um, stop chasing you, you know. Yeah. And I love I love that about God, and I I truly believe that when I look back at my story of my life there was these moments I had these Holy Spirit encounters where I'd get teer, I'd think about something spiritual and I would get teared up, you know? But I just kept running from God, running from God, and he'll continually chase you to your grave. And that's pretty much where you were at, actually. You were uh, you were in your grave. You were, you were being helicoptered out, hel- helied out. Yeah, yeah, and... You felt like you were dying, and you were just like repenting and going, right. "I'm going to hell." That must have been a crazy moment,
2: dude. Yeah, like when he told that story, thinking about and he, that. He just like what you said too. Is like I'm just repenting because like. It's not about, like, oh, I'm going to live my life for you because I think my life's done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, that's yeah. a trip to think like that. Yeah. And and I think uh, I, it's so so trip. And What you were just saying right now, Ryan, I kind of thought we were talking about this on break. It's like when you look back, then you see those moments where God was pursuing you, but you kind of, like, try to continue doing your thing. Like, I remember you, Ryan, a couple times, even after I came to the Lord, where you got caught up, you were doing some gnarly stuff. Uh-huh. Your dad called me and, like, Dude, Ryan's getting worse. I remember f- driving out to your house, stayed with you for a couple of days, and you kind of went to church for like a little week or whatever, but you went back, right back on the tour, get caught up. Yep. and Years go by. It's him like him who's going back to the street, in and out of jail. Yeah, you go you go in and out, and it's like, it's this battle. It's like this tug of war. You know where you should be, but the enemy's strong. Mm-hmm. Like, your flesh is weak, and you just get pulled in so many directions. You know, I I wanted Jesse to bring up something because I I forgot to remind you of something. You brought up something where one time you were getting pursued, and then boom, you thought like you got you threw your gun down. You're being pursued. You're on the ground, but you couldn't get up. Your, Your legs weren't working. But eventually, you got up, and you said like, "Remind me about that story later." You just got done telling the story where you actually got shot, helicopter. You found out you'll never walk again. When you reflect back on
1: that moment, what would stand out to you? Yeah, it was a trip, how that, that happened. That It was like if the Lord wanted, because I had got saved that night. Mm-hmm. It was like, and then I ended up, that's what happened to me. I ended up getting paralyzed from the waist. Like I said, I was trying to get up. It was so weird that my legs didn't work. or It was like if something was holding me down, like, you know what I mean? Maybe God wanted, I don't know, if he wanted, make sure he wanted me because I got saved that night in the mm-hmm. county to make sure I got busted, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or what, I don't know what happened, but it was really weird, bro, that um, something, my legs didn't work, and then I got, so I got busted, and then I was in the county, but I'll give you another little story how, to show you how that God's always with us, and he's always, so one time, I'm rolling, me and my carload of my homeboys, right? We're rolling, and I'm sitting shotgun, and we pull up right next to a car like this, right next to him, and the guy don't see us, but we see him, and so and he was one of our enemies right so we pulled up next to him and right next to him right next to him like this and then um my boys gave me the gun give me the gun they gave me the gun so we pulled up right and i right this dude right next to him and he don't see us he's right here and i have the gun right on him like that and uh out the window no yeah like i'm gonna shoot the dude and he doesn't even see me and then um all my homies are telling me shoot shoot shoot, and they never in their lives ever had to tell me to shoot because I right. was always that's how I was I yeah. was and they're telling me shoot 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 shoot, and then I, I'm like, and it's something uh, I don't shoot right, and then the guy just try, drives away, so then I'm like whoa what the heck, oh something weird just happened. And, and I'm not saved. I don't know nothing about God, nothing at that time. So I'm just like, whoa. And then we're driving, and then my homeboys are like, hey, what the heck? And I'm like, oh, I don't understand what happened. But to myself, I'm like, that was really weird. What the yeah, hell yeah. just happened to me? So then years later, after I'm saved and all that, me and a lot of my ex-game member homeboys that are all saved now, we're walking through my old neighborhood uh, evangelizing, sharing the gospel with people. So me and my, my homeboys were walking, sharing the gospel. And I tell that story to one of my other uh, homeboys. Yeah. I was like, hey, we caught this dude one time, and something was weird as heck. I didn't get the dude. And then um, he looked at me with, like, a weird look on his face. And I'm like, why? What, what's up? And he goes, man, trip out. Me and the homeboys, we caught that same dude. Same situation, similar situation. Something weird happened, and we didn't get the dude. It was, like, so weird. The same guy. Same exact guy. And what trip man? out. That guy ended up being a pastor.
0: No. <laughs> So imagine, (laughs) he didn't even
1: know how close to death he was twice, and God was protecting. See, so imagine, you don't even know what you're doing. You could be driving or whatever you're doing, and you don't even know what God's protecting you, saving you, or you don't even know what Mm -hmm. God's doing behind the scenes. And, like, he knew that, see, so God, he knows the beginning and the end. So he knew that that guy was going to end up being a pastor. So
0: God, God was protecting that dude. What uh, the heck? That is insane. That is so gnarly. That's uh-huh. crazy. You
2: know, when Whoa. you think about, <laughs> no, think about this. Dude. I think
1: it was protecting you guys. I no, did. no. Yeah, that's all, what, I know. <laughs> that's what's a trip too. Like And so that's you amazing. you
2: talk about like God precedes you, gets a cold, hold of your life. And like we limit God a, lot, a little bit, you know? We're just like, I'm just going to get sober. You know, I'm going to get sober. I'm going to go back mm-hmm. and do my thing. For my thing too, like I got to Dude, I'm going to start going to jail, got arrested twice, you know, a couple of DUIs. Like, I don't want to be, like, going in and out of jail. Mm-hmm. I just want to get sober. Like, that's, that's my goal at the time. Yeah. Your t- thing, too, is, like, I'm going to stop running with gangs. But then, like, when you stay close to God, then he starts opening up more stuff. You start getting a vision for your life. Like, like Ryan, we wouldn't want to speak, and then eventually, boom. He's speaking. He, his lies being used. Same I ran off the stage one time. Yeah.
0: My first opportunity to speak, just to talk about our Israel trip. <laughs> They're like, hey, come up and just talk about the Israel trip. I was up there, and I was, like, shaking. And I... <laughs> Like come up and boom, I ran off the stage, <laughs> out the door in my car. <laughs> that's what
2: people don't understand. Like they see like what what Ryan does or what I do, or what you do, and you're like, oh, but like back in the day, like you had no vision to do any of these things. It's just like God opens up these doors. This guy on TV. And I know. That's I never gotcha. in a million
0: years would you ever think gotcha. to do that. And I love, and this is a good transition going into talking about what you know about what's going on now, but my mind i'm seriously like just blown away how god does protect this guy is a gangbanger at this time and god's like i know the plans that i have for Mm -hmm. you and they're to prosper you and they're they're to prosper you in the his call was to to prosper in the gospel to go out and and reach whoever he's going to reach and god was protecting him because he knew the plans and that is just insane this is why there's so many people that are still on planet earth and, and they're like why am I still alive? People might be asking that question right now. Why am I still alive? I should have been dead a hundred times, whether in gangs, mm-hmm. drug overdose, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But God's like, "Because I got a plan for you." Mm-hmm. And and the thing I want to say before earlier in the, the the beginning of the last half is that, you know, you kept committing to God like you were you, you were going after him in jail, you're reading, you're praying, you're like, "God, I'll never touch a gun again." And that's a good illustration of just showing how God You could have saved so much hardship in your life if you just would have given your life to Christ the first time. But we're all guilty. Mm -hmm. We're all guilty of what you have done. And we all, maybe I'm not paralyzed, but I went through several abortions and and, and lost three kids to to abortions and death and, and many other things that I've done to damage my life that I'm still reaping. To to you know what I've sown, all the girls I've slept with, and all the pornography I'm still reaping to mm-hmm. this influence of stuff from my from my past. So, whoever you are listening now, it's like just commit your life to God now at the beginning, the first time, if you can, you know you can, but you just you have you know it's just free will comes okay. into play, and um, save yourself from the drama because the more you keep going back, the gnarly you're going to get every time you backslide and go back. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about now. Where you're at, God's using you. Um, what's what's your goal? Um, like, how is God using you right now in this time?
1: Um, yeah, so I, I, God was using at the beginning for, like, many years. He was just – and I ended up being a chaplain. So I was going to the oh, hospital, cool. praying with all the patients. So I was just – Focused on the gospel, like, because I yeah. knew God left me, so I was just being... Because I used to be a soldier for the devil. Now right. I'm a soldier for the Lord. Exactly. And even when I gangbanged, I was 100%. Like that. So that's how I am for the Lord now, 100%. And now for the country, you know, for my country, too. I love mm-hmm. America, too. So now I'm like that. But I was just focused on uh, the gospel and all of that. But that's when um, I feel that God um, put it on my heart or whatever to get into politics or whatever mm-hmm. that yep. because i just seen because uh, i grew up on the left side you know what yeah. i mean and i just um but as i was growing in my faith that kind of went into my what i'm doing now the politics and all that because yeah. as i was growing in a christian as i was growing in my faith and all of that i just seen that i could no longer um align go with the left align yeah with, lifestyle. Mm-hmm. with that yeah. lifestyle yeah. as a christian i was like as a christian i could no longer so that's what made me start getting into um politics mm-hmm. was because of my faith because i seen i'm against killing babies you know what i mean and mm-hmm. then that's when mm-hmm. they're trying to put the men and women's restrooms and all that and all that mm-hmm. stuff and just mm-hmm. all the attacks on christianity and all that so i was like as a christian you know and i mean i had to get involved and then i seen um just the fake media how they're just propaganda just mm-hmm. all the time so then that's what made me get it because i was like they were trying to make like that all Latinos are for the left side and all right. that. And mm-hmm. I was like, we're mm-hmm. conservative. You know, your church is full of Latinos. Yeah, and I know. you're Latino. And we're yeah. conservative. So uh-huh. I'm like, well, I don't know what CNN and them are talking about. Mm-hmm. So then me and a lot of Latinos that I'm talking about are like, know, well, we need to start something for Latinos. Mm-hmm. And then, because I seen Candace, almost came out with Blexit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, we need something. All the, conserv- all the Most of all the Latinos oh, I know yeah. are yeah. conservative. Yeah, so mm-hmm. then I was like, we need to start one for, mm-hmm. for Latinos. And then, so and we you know started what, it
0: up. You know what I love about uh you know what you guys are doing is you know you're 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 pushing people all through a biblical lens. You know what I mean? Cuz us as Christians and 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 pastors and teachers and and especially like evangelists like I do evangelism like my whole everyone I speak to is like on the left. Like that's my yeah. audience is yeah. like the gay community, the LGBT, the transgender, you know, the ones that want to do abortions, you know, the Satan. <laughs> it's yeah. Like that's my community uh that I'm trying to reach. But it's awesome because, you know, us as Christians, you know, the biblical lens on on um, um, po- politics is it's the Bible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sorry. It's like it's just biblical. Like, you know, we shouldn't be going after to try to. Uh, uh, what's that called? Where you're going after children. Grooming. Um, um, uh, grooming. Sexual grooming. Oh, grooming. Sexual grooming yeah. You know, as, as parents, yeah. we're supposed to be looking out for that. We're not supposed to. We we want to protect life. You know, we know that life is conceived in the womb. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we don't. You know, once life is given, when God has uh, created the heartbeat, life is given in the womb. So we want to protect life and 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 morals, and we don't want. You know, when you start looking at everything that this culture. You know the le- the left when when we say the left is to be the left is just the culture. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. it's literally like
0: it's literally That's the true. culture. It's, okay. Hollywood. it's Hollywood. It's the news media. It's social media. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the music industry. I mean, yeah, I could tell you stories of, of in in, in, uh, in um, management companies where they're laying the artists down and they're putting stones all over and they're doing they're doing witchcraft rituals wow. over them. In Madonna's record, or well, it was a record company called Maverick, but it's inside of her studio. Like all that stuff that you see on YouTube and all that, like that stuff's real. Yeah. I know several artists that have had witchcraft done over them, and then they got record deals. Yeah. So it's that that the leftists or the culture at large, everything that they're pushing is they're trying to go against everything that we know as Christians and biblical. It's literally the antichrist. Again, I was talking to my dad today. This morning, it's and he was talking about. He's like, yeah, "You think the Antichrist is, is alive?" I'm like, "Heck yeah, he's alive! <laughs> no one's gonna know the Antichrist." Like, yeah. dude, he has to be alive because I, this whole yeah. movement—it's mm. the Antichrist movement. It's literally they're anti everything that has to do with Christians and Christ, yeah. um, biblical stuff.
2: No, and this is something that we we talked about at Golden Springs, like with your dad too. Like, we always had that balance, you know, because we understand like. You know, different sides, and we talked about this before, Jesse. It's it's not so much of being uh, in politics; it's starting, it's standing for truth, it's standing for truth, and for what we wanted the the congregation to know is like when you vote, vote through a biblical lens. Like, what does that um, party say about marriage? Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says marriage is between a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. Same thing with with um, abortion. Like. God is the one that that gives life. We're not the ones that we should not take life and There are various other areas, and just see what side kind of aligns better with the way that is better for your family. And a lot of times it's just the basis of that. Then what we've seen, and I follow your stuff too, now we're like in we're in crazy town, like in the yeah, world, right? It's, you, you, it's, it's, you, it's, it's, these last few months, I mean, I know you guys have posted I've seen on many other platforms where it's like, could you think like when we were kids, like taking kids to like drag queen shows? Oh, like when when you see that kind of stuff, wow. Jesse, like because like, there's damage that's being done to young people's lives. Yeah. This has something to do with right, left, like, it's just like what are you even yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. How, why, why is things getting so
1: bad? It's just because it's, it's the last days, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But see, that's what that's what I'm saying. That's what we need to focus on. Because, see, I always say I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a Biblican. Yeah. I vote the Bible. Yeah. And yeah. that's what we push at Lexit is we push Latinos to because I'm a conservative, we're conservatives. Yeah. Vote the Bible, vote your godly moral values. We don't say vote this party or whatever. We just say vote the Bible. Focus on the Bible. You know what I mean? Because that's why. Because see, they try to the fake media and all them. They want to be like, look, 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 racism or whatever else nonsense. And but yes, yeah, they're pushing that to your kids and schools and CRT and just all this whatever. No, focus on that. That's why the the country's going to hell in a handbasket is because. The, all the morality our morality is bad and look what happens that's what happens when you take god out mm-hmm. of everything you take prayer out of school you're making god everything imagine you can't even talk jesus or whatever at the schools but they're having these drag mm-hmm. shows and all that
0: mm-hmm. at, at our schools like well, did you ridiculous. know that the church of satan actually they have bible clubs now they, they have church yeah, of satan uh something. bible yeah, clubs yeah, they're yeah. allowing mm-hmm. well they're allowing everyone mm-hmm. it's it's uh it's it's pretty crazy. But again, going back to even like with like racism and all this different stuff, like the Bible, you know, Jesus is the perfect example of like remember when he went to go see the Samaritan woman? Well they were like I always I always relate like the Samaritans and the Jews, like the Crips and the Bloods, you know, like they're like different neighborhoods, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, because they didn't they didn't like each other, right? And here Jesus is. He actually went, like I think it was like 250 miles mm-hmm. out of his way, on on the way to Jerusalem, out away to Samaria for this divine appointment for this girl to meet this girl, like two, 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 two people that don't even like each other talking to each other, and he sits there and he has her fetch water, and they're interacting, and it's this whole thing. I mean, the Bible's anti-racism. Mm-hmm. It, it all goes back to biblical... It all goes back to the biblical belief system that we need to be uh, doers of the word of God and not hearers. But a lot, you know, Jesse, frankly, a lot of people just don't even read the Bible. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, also, that's also the problem is that, you know, there's a lot of, I don't know if you've come across a lot of Christians, but a lot of Christians that, that claim Christianity are pro-abortion. Yeah. And
1: you're like, what the hell? You know what I tripped on was when Greg Laurie, Greg Laurie uh-huh. posted something about it. He was happy that. that. And if you read on the comments, that's what I I made a video. I don't know if you've seen it. I, I didn't I, see What did he post? He posted, like, the praise God that it got overturned abortion. Oh, yeah. Or yeah whatever. Yeah. And, but in his comments, so I did a video on LexiPage about it because I was like, it's kind of just this you know what I mean? You see, up so many Christians on there attacking they him, were attacking
0: him for posting Greg Laurie,
1: yeah, in yeah, yeah. his comments saying things, and they're supposed to be like, so, like what? Yeah. How could you possibly be a Christian? I mean, what Bible are you reading, or what?
0: You know what I mean? That's they're not. Be, they're they're not. God. The, they're not reading the Bible, and this is why. Con- the Bible. This it's- is constantly why we always, even on the show, and even with, you know, because my, my even my dad, he's a he's a he's a Marine, uh, Purple Hearts martial artist, he's a warrior, you know what I mean, and a pastor, teacher, and he loves the country. And he's always pointing people from from here, like, hey, go to the Word, read your Bible. What does the Bible say? Not like what culture yeah, says, because we already know what mm-hmm. this the culture is, is pushing. There's an agenda. It's the an antichrist agenda. So we have to be men and women of the Word of God to uh, continue. You, to, you brought up the, the Church of Satan, and you saw
2: it circulating too, where it's like, I don't know. It's just like so plain and simple. But if the Church of Satan is like praising pro-choice, like for abortion, like you're on the wrong side. Like yeah. if, just so you know, because <laughs> yeah. because they were actually being like representatives to it. You know, now they are. Yeah, and I'm not even saying like you know, there's young girls. That, you know, they get in the place and um, you know, they make a, a a bad decision. They don't know and stuff like that. Um, and it's tough for them. But on the side, it's not even on that level of talking. It is on celebrating abortion yeah, to the extreme. Not and that's where it's like, whoa, like from a Christian, you got to be able to be like, dude, like this is demonic. And that's what really exactly. you should be able to see what's going on in the culture, have your pulse on it a little bit and be like, wow, that's crazy.
0: But People are becoming uh, numb to it. Like, I don't know if you guys posted this on your page, but there someone posted it and there was a girl. It was an it was like a pro-life rally. And this young girl, she's a brunette, black, black, black shirt and yeah. shorts and she's – she tries grabbing true. the mic and she's like, we yeah. love killing babies. Yeah. We, and she's like 20 – have you seen that one? I yeah. She's, I like, she's I posted like 25 it, yeah. years old. You guys posted it. Yeah. And she's literally screaming, trying to grab the mic from the pro-lifer. We yeah. love killing babies. And she's just like – like think about the insanity. Yeah. Of, of, well, think of what's. It.
1: Like he said, as a Christian, yeah. look at that. Look look at them, those people out there, uh, you said, Satanists, they're out there communists, right? They're atheists, all of them. But on this side, you see pastors, righteous, good Christians, priests, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, maybe you're on the wrong side. Yeah. If you find yourself in agreement with Satanists and all these it's evil so people true. against godly and the church and all that, maybe you should reconsider.
0: Yeah. what you're doing. Well, what did Jesus say? Go ahead, Sean. I'm going to add something. No, uh, no, I just think done. it's
1: like with all these things.
2: That's how I view it because I have young kids, right? And you got young kids. We're, we're thinking about the future. You know, we know where we stand, like in our thoughts and our principles. But when you're coming for the children and Uh, We have to stand for these truths. You know, Mm -hmm. this is the problem because of years past in the last 10, 20, 30 years, people didn't stand for truth on these platforms and therefore they got overrun. They got, and they have so much power and so many of these things because people went to sleep. You know, Christians just like checked out. That doesn't really apply to my faith or whatever. Like you need to, you need to vote righteously. Mm -hmm. You need to stand for truth. You need to be involved in your kids' school, what they're getting, being taught Mm -hmm. because, there's a lot of wacky people out there, and there's a lot of great teachers out there as well, um, but there are things that can be very destructive for your children. This isn't the time to just um, go to sleep. You've got to stand for
1: truth. But like he said, see... That's another the big problem. See, these people, they're listening to what Cardi B or, what Mar- or Hollywood or yeah. whatever, what they say. You should be listening to what your pastor says. You should be mm-hmm. listening to what your dad uh, says. You know uh. what I mean? Like, listen to what your pastor, listen to what the Word of God says, not because of Hollywood or Cardi B says you're supposed to be supporting that or whatever. Focus on what is the Word of God. That's mm-hmm. what that, that's what we do at Lexi. We mm-hmm. Because, see, we're not a religious organization, but we put God first above all things. And I feel that's why God has blessed me and everything is because at Lexit, we represent Like We say you don't have to be Christian to be with Lexit, but we are. And we're not going to be ashamed of the gospel. We say it boldly, unapologetically. We don't compromise. We will not go against the word of God. I don't even care if whoever calls me for whatever, I'm going to say no we're not going to do that. We're going to obey the word of God and that's it. That's mm-hmm. what we do at said, and that's what there's a lot of like-minded Latinos mm-hmm. and then we're showing them because like I said they've been even usually immigration for so very long to manipulate mm-hmm. um, Latinos. They're, yeah. The immigration issue, right? And they think that's all we care about. Like, But I said we're pro-life, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're pro mm-hmm. Second Amendment. Yep. We're pro all these things. and That's why right. most con- Latinos are conservative. They don't know it. So mm-hmm. we just go down the line and show Hey, you're pro life, right? You're pro lower taxes. You know what I mean? You don't want them teaching your kids this in school, CRT. Just go down the whole list. And most Latinos, they see when you, yeah, I'm conservative. So why are you voting a certain way? You know what I mean? Vote the Bible. Listen mm-hmm. to what your pastor and them says, not what some celebrities in Hollywood are saying. Mm-hmm. Listen to what God says.
0: They're all yeah, exactly. You can't really follow the the, the celebrities. You know, we, we've talked about this before. You got people screaming whatever they want from the stage, but then backstage are taking antidepressants and they got their shrinks <laughs> and they're they're getting divorced. I mean, go look at the biggest celebrities without being dropping suicide. names right now. Yeah. Yeah. go look at this. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna follow people that that are you know swinging by the seat of their pants like. A lot a of break. them are pedophiles and all that too. Oh, you to Listen
1: to what they're saying. There's
0: a lot oh. of, I watch the news, a lot of stuff going on, Well, we're going to wrap up the show. We got a minute left, man. Hey dude, thank you for, for being on. It was awesome, man. It took about a year, but that's cool. You know, <laughs> it happens though. Cause we're always, you know, yeah. you know, you, you like us, we're always connecting popping around different people, but you know, it's all about God's timing. That's, that's, that's the, mm-hmm. the best time really. to, to connect. So love you, man. Um, Please go to, uh, go to the Whosoever's, uh, so, um, what do you call it, the YouTube? I'm losing my yeah. voice here.
2: The, the Ryan Reese YouTube. Oh, yeah, the, the Ryan Reese YouTube. That's where you're going to find all the shows. The Whosoever's YouTube, follow that as well. That's where they drop a, a bunch of stuff they've been doing out in, in the culture, different tours, movies they've done. Follow both and subscribe to
0: both. Get there. That's why I have Sean here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the safety net. Exactly. All right, man. Well, hey, thanks for being on the show. Uh, Check out his IG, connect. And, um, dude, pray for the world. Pray for the world. Pray for the United States, that there will be a revival, one last revival before the king comes. We love you guys. Peace. Peace. This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size.